Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, listeners. This is your boy, Mork. The best of the GOATS trio, obviously, as voted for by fans of the podcast. Those fans being one, which was me. Um, I did, couldn't find a cold open for this episode and also just wanted to apologise because I know my voice sounds brilliant, crisp, wonderful, sexy and alluring in this cold open and it sounds like total shit in the actual episode and will probably sound shit in the next episode as well and I'm sorry about that. I obviously have technical problems quite a lot because I'm shit at computers and Seb's no fucking help. Seb, if you listen to this, I fixed the problem all by myself, as the listeners can hear, so fuck you. Um, But yeah, bear with me, guys. I fixed it all. I'm an absolute genius. So please enjoy this episode. And Ben, you'll be very glad to hear that there is not quite as much of my laughing at everything in this episode because the fucking microphone cut out, okay? So here's one especially for you. Headphone users, beware. Headphone users, beware. <laughs> Wee, let's go! Good stuff, so go! Hello and welcome back to the hit show, The Goat Podcast, where we pit two regular guys we found off the street in a battle of wits, courage and scathing banter. Tonight we have the most average of Joes that we could find. To the left of me, it's a street urchin we found digging through the bins for scraps. It's, it's the one and only rat boy, it's Mork! I'm not the most and basic. to my right... And to my right, <laughs> I have some tree shagger who hasn't bathed in weeks and only just recently discovered colour TV. It's Sebek! <laughs> and as always, I am your gracious host, Vinny. Now, before we get stuck into this epic battle, the producers are telling me to let you all know that for the low, low price of your hard-earned monthly wage, you can give it to us for free. I mean, for free for us, not for you, through our Patreon. And we can maybe do something with it. Maybe not. Otherwise, you can just follow us on Instagram for free at the underscore goats underscore pod. Now that contractual obligation is out of the way, how are tonight's contestants doing? 
Good, very good. Everything's perfect in my world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great to hear. <laughs> Michael looks as happy as ever. His jolly little face beaming back at me. Um, yeah, it's been all right. Not much to report on my end, I have to say. Been mm. a pretty, pretty steady week. Was a bit ill at the start of the week. I'm not ill now. Mm. Is what oh, it dear. is. Cool. Oh, dear. Nice. Well, had a bit of a poorly tum. Uh, I don't want to hear uh, about you shitting yourself, please. I was shitting like rusty water. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've ever even had a stomach bug. To be honest, my entire life. Which don't is say things like that. Although you're you're well, you're autistic, so like jinxes don't work on you. How does that work? What? Because <laughs> you're like because you're like too rational to believe in it. Between right. jinxes, so like the universe won't pay me back because like jinxes are like basically just you getting in your own head, aren't they? Like that's what it is. Right. It's like if I'm like, oh, I've never been hit by a car, and I go out and I get hit by a car, it's probably because I was like overthinking it subconsciously. Whereas, you like, like just stepped down to the road and got yourself hit by a car. You mean? Whereas like Vinny, yeah. because his autism is too strong, mm. it's like um, it's like Watto from like Star Wars, the first one, like. Your Jedi magic won't work on me, only money. You're like that, but with... <laughs> Every time you do that accent, it just sounds like Borat. Every like, time. He sounds like that, but like you're like that. You're like... Little Annie. Little Annie. You're... I mean, what's it like? Yeah, like, your jinxes won't work on me. You know what? Your won't work on me. <laughs> uh, well, but but yeah, yeah, that's, that's, what I mean. that's not true. Well, Vinny, what about that time we killed Kobe Bryant? I guess you killed him because you're the one who mentioned him. True. That's true. Mm. Vinny killed mm. him because he's the one who killed him. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I objectively did shoot down that helicopter. <laughs> but yeah, I think we should Let's go. get onto it. So technically speaking, the first show which used non-actors as stars on TV was actually a prank show by the name of Candid Camera all the way back in 1948 but it wasn't until the real world dropped in the 90s where the term reality tv first became part of our cultural zeitgeist the real world plopped seemingly regular but similar strangers with no acting experience at all in a fancy house for all of them to live in with all of their bills paid the only catch was their entire life would now be documented with a camera crew following their every move it had an extremely low budget and was instantly massively successful. So obviously <laughs> it spawned a billion fucking spin-offs <laughs> that we are still reeling from today. Yeah. And although, as said before, this is only one type of reality TV show, as anything which stars non-actors can be considered part of the genre. I mean, any prank show can be like fucking... Britain's Got Talent is is a reality TV show. X Factor is a reality TV show, yeah, yeah. which I I didn't realize until I looked up best reality TV shows earlier today, and I was like, oh yeah, like you know, America's Next Idol or whatever. You know, that is a that is yeah. by definition a reality TV show. But I just think of like Big Brother and that sort and that lot. Um, but yeah, so with so many shows to pick from, I'm sure it'll be a difficult task for both contestants to figure out which is the greatest reality TV show of all time. Right after these breaks. Is there actual breaks? 
Well, it could be fun to actually put like 20 minutes of adverts in between. Like, yeah, yeah, every yeah, five yeah, yeah, yeah. But right. like really old ones. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> yes, love hurts. It can hurt emotionally, but more important, it can also hurt you physically. It can hurt you in a way which nobody who owns a hot tub and lives in California can afford to be unaware of. Yes, I'm talking about California hot tub rectal gonorrhea. This painful and curable disease can make an enjoyable soak in a hot tub with family, friends, and dog into a literally unforgettable experience. If you catch California hot tub rectal gonorrhea, not only will you walk around feeling like you're about to pass a twisted sardine can lid, you'll also smell like a pile of burning tractor tires. So don't jump out of the frying pan and into the hot tub, because if you get California hot tub rectal gonorrhea, it'll really burn your ass. This has been a public service message brought to you by the Citizens Against CHTRG Foundation. California hot tub rectal gonorrhea. We're not going to take it sitting down. Contestant number one. Yes. Rat boy Mork. I heard you wanted to go first. Yes, please. Well, too bad. Contestant number two goes first. Yeah! <laughs> nah, fuck that. Contestant number one, because Sebek's okay. always going first. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. he's always going another first. Another first one. Nah, exactly. Fucking. I'm first in ages. you got to nip that by the bud. Nip it in the bud, mate. Mork, Mork, what have you got for us today? Right, okay, so... I want to start off by saying that I actually really hate reality TV. <laughs> same <laughs> yeah and i know that millions of people love it but shit like the fucking kardashians and like love island they're just horrendous for me like i especially love island like i cannot loathe a show more than that one mm. and the culture around it it's just not for me like before 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 like we properly get into your answer more mm. I, I i fully agree i do not like reality tv shows i don't remember the last time i enjoyed a reality tv show but i kind of i kind of almost think they're like weirdly important just because like they're cheap as fuck to make so it's not mm. like they're make they're taking up space like a budget in like these production companies yeah. and secondly I like fair enough if people like have had a stressful day and they just want to like watch absolute shit. Like it's literally like McDonald's. It's complete shit. Like you just mong out to it and like if that's what you want to watch, more power to you. If if it's your thing and that's what you like, like who are we to begrudge anybody that enjoyment of the thing? Because they probably think that all the shit that we like is shit. But I think just objectively the culture and just everything around love island i just detest and i just think it is horrendous um and because i mean i don't like watching it but 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 i think they take it so seriously and people are like genuinely invested in these pretend lives and stuff and any you know but anyway i anyway just get in the bin for me right but i need to address the elephant in the room then because okay mork i hear you all ask if you hate reality TV so much, why did you pitch this episode idea? That's what we're all thinking. Mostly me. One of the best things about having a podcast is that you get to talk about all the shit that you love. And I've talked about football, Lord of the Rings, Godzilla, all sorts of shit. Pokemon. Poke. Yeah, and I could not pass up the opportunity to talk about another thing that I love. And that thing is a reality TV show. It's the only one Rock. that I like. It is the best one ever created. I love it. 
It's the GOAT. It's not. It's fucking <laughs> GTL time. Oh, yeah. It's Jersey Shore. Okay, it's nice. Just, it's just not as good as what I've said. It is. I just it's way better. It just is not as You good. haven't even listened to this. When you, hear, when you hear mine, you're going to go, yours is better. I'm not. <laughs> this is going to be a Scary Movie 2 situation. <laughs> no, Scary Movie 2 was shit. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what GTL is, I'll get to that later. But what is Jersey Shore? Well, it's actually the original of the Shaw shows. It started it all. It aired for six seasons from 2009 to 2012, and it follows eight housemates, four girls, four boys. And they all stay in this house for a couple of months in the summer, obviously, in Jersey Shore. And although one season took place in Florida and one in Italy, but never mind. Um, and all the housemates follow this stereotypical young, like, Italian-American stereotype, even though half of them aren't even Italian and half of them aren't even from Jersey either. And the whole Italian-American stereotype thing has been like a big controversial point since it began. They're like, oh, should they be portraying these bad stereotypes as bad for all this kind of stuff? But some of them are Italian, so I guess whatever. Um, And the show literally just follows their lives and parties and drama in the house. Like you said, Vinny, that's what they do. But whose lives are we following? Who are these absolute fucking legends and icons of television history? Well, let's begin. Snooky and Paulie D. Let's begin. Don't interrupt me. Let's begin. (laughs) I'm going to sum up each person with a couple of words, like rapid fire edition, like a machine gun, okay? So we have in the lineup, Paulie D, DJ, funny guy, oh yeah, Nikki Polizzi, (laughs) aka Snooky, she's short. And she's sweeter than she appears. Mike Sorrentino, a.k.a. The Situation. He's hench. He has fucking ridiculous abs. He appears fucking stupid, but he's actually not. Um, Sammy Giancola, a.k.a. Sammy Sweetheart. Not that sweet. Kind of a bitch. Toxic relationship with Ronnie Ortiz Magro. Who's the next guy? He's Sammy's boyfriend. He's fucking enormous. Huge anger problems. Jenny Farley. Jay Wow. <laughs> she's the house's big sister. And then we have Angelina. She's a dickhead. Uh, Vinny. He's probably my favorite. That's me. Vinny is the nicest dude. Like, he's just a genuinely really nice guy. And he's best mates you with Paulie D. Yeah. So we've established the characters. But what even is this fucking show about? Well, we just follow these people. They work shifts. At the t-shirt shop, they go out, they party every night, they pick up dates, they go to the fun fair, they fight each other, they argue, they go out to eat, they get drunk, they play pranks. And most importantly, mm. the lads always get together and they fucking GTL. Gym tan laundry time, baby! It's the best time. <laughs> Gym tan laundry. You do all three of those things. You get your boys together and you're getting ready for the day. You go to the gym. Then you go to the talent salon. Then you go to the laundromat and wash all your clothes for going out later. And these little catchphrases nice. is also what Jersey, Jersey Shore is kind of known for. And I love them all. You've got GTL. You've got, oh, yeah, wake up, yeah, by Paulie D. You've got a grenade, which is an expression used when someone brings back someone from like the club to the house who's a bit of a minger. And everyone says, like, a grenade's gone off because they brought a grenade home. I thought I thought grenading grenading is when you like you're pissing and then you pinch like your um your foreskin 
into like where you're pissy, it like makes a little balloon, and then like you let go and you spray it on your mates. I thought I thought it was that too. Uh, <laughs> that might be the American British cultural difference because that's not what grenade. That's not what a grenade is on the Jersey Shore. Let me tell you. Right. <laughs> I don't think that kind of grenade would go down too well. Is somehow more misogynistic but less weird. Well, it's not misogynistic. It can, boys can move grenades. The girls bring back grenades. The boys bring back grenades. It's just. It's kind of mean, I, I guess, it but back. it's not misogynistic. Okay. Um, okay. And you've got t-shirt time. T-shirt time is used yep. when finally all the girls are fucking finally ready to go out. And then the boys will shout, t-shirt time! Which means you can get your fresh t-shirt on at the last minute so that when you go out, you know, it's not creased. It's all like, it's all fresh. And... <laughs> catchphrase of that. I love t-shirt time! That. You love That's it. So See, funny. you love it. It's so funny. And then they go, cabs are here! Cabs are here! And they go get the fucking taxi. Right. And we've also got one of the, it is good, but it also, it's like a warning signal. We've got run, stop, with a like H and a P, which is always said by Sammy whenever her and Ron get into a massive argument. She's like, run, stop, stop. (laughs) And it's kind of like a fire alarm going off. Um, And... Some other icons and staples of the show are the duck phone. It's just, it's the phone in the house. It's shaped like a duck. It's cool. Uh, the t-shirt shop that they all work out. It's like a t-shirt printing shop. It's a pretty iconic place. And then prank wars. Now, the housemates are always pranking each mm. other. And Paulie D is the champion of prank wars. And my favorite prank that he does is when he and Vinny, while the rest of the cast are like, they're away camping or some shit, or like a challenge or whatever. They literally turned the house inside out. They took all the furniture and all the beds from inside the house and put them on the balcony and took all the shit from the balcony and put it inside the house, including in a brand new artificial lawn inside the house and a blow-up paddling board to look like a jacuzzi. <laughs> and all the housemates come back in, they're like, what the fuck? And they're like, what, we're outside. Uh, why, why are you outside the house? Why aren't you in the house? And they go outside and they're like, oh, I fucking got us. Except Mike doesn't take it that well. He gets pretty fucking pissed off. Um, <laughs> he gets pissed he off. He gets pretty pissed off, yeah. Eventually, he throws such a tantrum, Paulie and Vinny actually help him move his bed from outside to inside because it starts raining. And they're like, he's the only one who's sulking. But anyway, so we've established that what makes this show. But what about the moments that really make this show? And I want to talk about a couple of my favorites, if I've got time. How much time have I got? Uh, eight minutes on the dot. Oh, shit, I've got loads of time. And I've already mentioned Prank Wars. But another significant moment for me is when Snooki gets punched at a bar. I think I know this, oh. actually. I, I don't know why. Gets punched by a this. man in a bar. Now, I don't think right. that I need to what? say this, but obviously, I don't like this moment because a woman gets punched. That's not why it stands out. Violence against women is despicable. And that's why I pointed out this moment. It's not because it's fucking great she gets a smack in the face. No. Snooki is having an argument with this drunk asshole in the bar because he's drinking their shots at the bar, which is, I guess, basically fraud, uh, theft, because they paid for them. He didn't pay for them. (laughs) Right, yeah. So she starts arguing with him and shouting at him, which is totally fair enough. And then he fucking punched her in the mouth. Which is horrendous. Jesus. The response wow. by the cast is a one of absolute outrage and support for their mate. The security grab him, like, 
fucking rapid fire and even the cops are like already on the boardwalk so they literally take him from the bar there's already cop like cops there that maybe they even seen it because like an open bar and they just fucking handcuff him straight away and it's kind of disappointing that it's good you know that he gets arrested straight away but it's kind of disappointing because i would have loved to see ronnie the fucking massive unit that he is like just smash this guy to pieces um Mm. and this support from the cast is like what makes this moment the defense of their mate in this horrendous situation like fully like just bonds them together and shows that they actually have each other's backs and they're a really tight-knit group of people who genuinely care about each other like she gets hit by some dude and they're fucking fuming like they're just cruising around the ball what ready to just kill this guy they even meet one of his mates who's like, oh, shit, with his hands up. He's like, I didn't do nothing. Like, please, please, because these are big guys. These are big dudes. And they're, they're busting for mm. it. Are they, are they, before the show, like, airs, like, aired, like, did they know any, uh, any of each other? Or are they complete strangers? Some of them knew of some of them. I think Vinny knew of Angelina because they're both, like, from Staten Island. But they don't right. really, they're basically strangers, yeah. They're pretty much strangers. And they're all from like the same sort of area. They're all from like Jersey, New York, yeah, the Bronx, um, Staten Island. Okay, yeah. So they don't really know each other. Whose idea was it? That's what I want to know. Who was like, we should get a bunch of people who don't know each other from the Bronx to go to Jersey and work in a t-shirt shop. It was it was the real world's idea first, and then everyone stole it. Basically, yeah, they wanted (laughs) to get together a group of this Italian stereotype. And so they auditioned for these. They they asked for this specific type of people who then auditioned, and then it got like got the tape and the stuff got passed around and around, and eventually MTV picked it up and like fucking ran with it and gave us this absolute gold. Um, but yeah, I love this moment because it really shows that they are like a tight knit group. And there's loads and loads of really good moments like this in the show where like they'll be fighting, and then all of a sudden they'll like have a really close moment. There's a moment where Vinny is like mentally, he's kind of like had enough of the show of like the invasivity of it. And he like rings a sister and he's like, he wants to go home and they all like give him loads of space. They're like, look, we can't go and interrupt. We've got to give him space. Like Paul, maybe you should like stay and like talk to him because like you're his best mate or whatever. So they all like leave and they don't blow up this massive thing. And like Paulie D's like just really genuinely asking, like, are you all right, mate? Like, you know, trying to like get on his level and stuff. And it's just a really kind, nice moment. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're real people and they mm. help each other out. And even now, they're all, like, still really good friends. Um, And then another one of my favorite moments, and this is probably my favorite moment of the show, like, ever. Um, And it also includes Mm -hmm. a fight. But it's a bit of a shift in fighting scenario from the last one. This one's not very heartfelt. Uh, Ron and Sammy... They're having an argument. Of course they are. (laughs) About Ron maybe bringing back some girls from the club or some shit. I don't fucking know. I can't remember the details. It's all a load of bollocks. And they're mad. Like, Ron is fucking fuming. He's got his shirt off. He's fucking screaming. Sammy's like, Ron, stop! And she's mad. (laughs) And Mike gets dragged in somehow. He's like, yo, Mike, did you fucking say this shit about this shit? And And he's like, no, I didn't say nothing. You know, he's like, what? And it starts like picking up, and Sammy's going, Ron, stop! As he's like fucking throwing shit around. And Ron goes into Mike's bedroom, picks up his entire bed, and just fucking launches it out the door. And Mike. Mike follows him and he's starting off calm and he's starting to calmly say, he's like, look, I don't get involved in your relationship. I don't get involved in your relationship, but it doesn't do anything. It just starts to escalate and escalate and escalate until 
They're all fucking screaming at the top of their lungs. And it's getting more and more amped. Mike's now picking up his own bed and he's starting to throw it around. He's like, you're going to throw my motherfucking bed? And he's like, I don't get involved in your relationship. <laughs> and he gets so hyped up that eventually the anger just comes out of him and he fucking headbutts the wall. Full pelt headbutt. Full pelt. Now, walls in America are normally made of paper. So you would expect Mike's head to go yeah. straight through the wall. But this wall is solid concrete and he knocks himself out oh my god <laughs> holy shit <laughs> Mike is basically out cold he's like hardly coming round but while he's like in a daze and Jaywell's trying to like fucking wake him up Ron is still fucking going at it he's still he's leaning over Sammy he's fucking giving him what for all of a sudden like snap Mike comes to you wakes up he starts fucking screaming at him again and they start fighting <laughs> So there's a big brawl inside the house. The set security come in and break him up. It all kind of calms down a little bit. They decide to ring an ambulance for Mike because he's fucking concussed. And Ron and Sammy are still fucking screaming at each other. Sammy's still going, Ron, stop! Um, and that's it. It's a truly, it's a truly epic moment. And it's the it's the wilder side of the show that is just. It's just pure entertainment. And that's why I love yeah. this show. I love this show so much because it's a reality show, unlike Love Island, where people take it seriously and get invested in the culture. And that's why they love it. They're like, oh my God, I can't actually believe like all this real shit's happening. Like, no, it doesn't fucking matter. Do not take Jersey Shore seriously. Just be along for the ride. Don't idolize these people and their actions. It's not about that. It's basically a sitcom is what it is. It's basically a sitcom. All the shit that happens is hilarious. And the funny catchphrase is, T-shirt time! Oh yeah, wake up, yeah! The pranks, the fights, the arguments, it's all pointless, and it's just a wild ride of ridiculousness. But it's so entertaining. And even at its best, it can just be a fairly heartwarming, nice show about the connection between these real people. Sometimes they just sit down and have a great heart-to-heart. And the cast is real and they're genuine basically all of the time. And I think if you really hate shit like Love Island and Geordie Shore especially, it's total shit from Jersey Shore because fucking Newcastle in England and we're, we're just shit, aren't we? But if you hate those shows, give Jersey Shore a go. Don't take it seriously. And it might even surprise you and entertain you. And also, final note, I actually found Jersey Shore at a time in my life that was incredibly difficult for me. And so it holds a massive weight of nostalgia about something good that happened to me and something funny during a very bad period in my life. So, Vinny, if you don't pick Jersey Shore, you're just fucking really mean. Like, everyone's going to know that you didn't pick this, even though, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, precious on, bruv. But, yeah, mm. Jersey Shore is the fucking goat, all right? It's the best. I have some more questions about Jersey Shore. So, okay, it, it, does it keep the exact same cast throughout? No, Angelina is a total dickhead, and she leaves after season two, and they bring in Dina, and then it kind of keeps the same cast. Okay, okay, and then like, are there like any like, I don't know, do they, do any of them like have relationships other than the ones you mentioned before? Like, well, yeah, Sammy and Ron, they have a relationship. Snooky, yeah. I'm pretty sure shags Vinny, and she maybe hooks up with Mike when 
she's already got a boyfriend and Mike confronts a boyfriend and says, yeah, look, I think uh, you should hear this shit like man from a man to a man. You know, if someone did this shit to me, like basically what I'm trying to say is like, yeah, it's true. Like me and Snooki hooked up or whatever. But like Gioni or Gianni or whatever his name is, he's a fucking dumbass. So he just like gets into bed with Snooki and he's like, yo, I didn't believe him. And she's like, all right, all right. So it's just sweet, sweet. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> it did happen. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah there's all there's various hookups between the cast members and stuff but yeah they're, they're a pretty tight group um now like a few of them are married to like different people like and right mike the situation he's he's a very controversial figure in the show right he's a total dickhead basically for a lot right. of the time people really don't like him um but as a person as a human being he's gone through like a massive change actually in his life so he was addicted to like oxycon and pain meds even during the yeah. filming of the show and apparently that's why he got so mad when they turned the house inside out was a theory because like his pain meds were in like his room and he was like they fucking moved all my shit like i don't know where it is maybe they saw it like all this kind of stuff yeah, um right. and he's like been to rehab and he's like i looked on his instagram i think he's like seven years sober or something now and he's got like a wife and some kids and he's like doing really good stuff for himself and i saw a clip from like a reunion show they did like maybe last year or something and he and ron get into this massive argument where like Mike saying, like Ron, mate, you need help. Like you're so angry, like and all this stuff. And Ron's like, "Yo, I don't fucking you fucked your life up so bad. Like you let this shit fuck you up." And he's like, "You're fucking." Mike's like, he's so calm. He's like, "Yo, that's your opinion." I like he's not headbutting walls. It like Mike's like, you know, whatever. I'm just saying whatever. Like the old Mike would have just fucking got up and nutted him or nutted the wall, but. He's so yeah. chill now. He's gone through like a big change. So they're, they're, they're genuine people. And Paulie D is like a legendary DJ, like does the rounds of the clubs and stuff. He's a cool dude. Yeah. Because I remember way back when Jersey Shore was first coming out and I remember like mocking it and thinking, what the fuck is this American drivel? And then I remember mm. you were like, Vinny, I've been so much Jersey Shore. It's so good. And I was just like... yeah you've changed man but then you would just keep going on about it and i was like oh maybe it is actually like just this this like fun show to watch and you just yeah, yeah, like yeah. long out to it and it's just like they're just funny characters just doing funny shit so and like, did yeah, you think honestly, that it was funny and they are just it's just a funny show they are just funny it's not a serious thing it's not like you watch it and you're like oh i fucking like love the thing and like the culture it's just a hilarious program right yeah 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 it's one of those uh reality tv shows that still like comes to my mind if i were to think of like a reality tv show it's like the guy almost basically. on the same level as big brother and like big brother was english so that's i think saying quite a lot i've never seen an episode of jersey shore really? never no i've never seen a full it. episode just just clips with i remember mork showing me some clips back in the day yeah it's probably where i saw the snooky getting hit thing because that remind i did see that at some point yeah yeah but the mic had button the wall clip is like fantastic <laughs> i'll have to watch it in a minute <laughs> uh yeah sweet cool i like that nice nice pick nice pick right thank you um i'm glad it's the winner so well it might be you wait mate you wait you don't know what's coming out you've you picked something fucking shit haven't you like the bible life or something, or something. <laughs> yeah. like the what the bible <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the bible's reality you've, tv show and they will fucking spin it to like some something stupid and it's like no mate it's jersey shore right so middle bit middle bit middle bit middle bit we've got a middle bit i have actually thought of something and technically speaking this is nothing to do with the actual episode 
it's kind of very, very vaguely sort of related. Nice. Yes, as long as we're classic. not doing BuzzFeed quizzes to which Hogwarts professor we want to like annually <laughs> shag again or whatever. <laughs> whatever the hell that was that never got ahead. Well, this is something we've never done before. <clears throat> this okay. is not a you know question and answer quiz in, in the sense that you could just see it written down and then you answer it like a pub quiz. It'll be a strictly audio quiz. So... I've got Aural. Aural, yeah. Well that's that's like hearing. Um so I've got eight celebrities and I've got them on the uh soundboards for this Discord. I got some snippets. Um and basically I wanna I want you to I'm gonna go through each each one of you, so Sebek will go first and then you Mork and then basically you're gonna you'll you'll have to give me the name of the celebrity that that voice clip belongs to. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I so it's, it's kind of related to. I mean, it's TV. Yeah, like it's, some of these yeah. people are TV people. No, it's so good. Like, it's a, yeah. It's a great. It's a great. It's a great quiz. Don't don't okay. don't don't okay. overthink it. That's a great. Idea. <laughs> Make sure you give me the one that's. Oh yeah, wake up yeah. Because <laughs> I know who that is. Clubs of I've tried. I've tried to make it. Um, so it's it should be vaguely fr- like the easiest ones should be first, and then the harder ones should be like later on. But I, I'm not sure how. I uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Basically, I don't I don't know how well you guys know these guys' voices. Basically, yeah. so I'm gonna just go with it. So Sebek, contestant number yes. two, Sebek. Mm-hmm. Which clip does this celebrity belong to? And I I never met the guy before, and I never saw the movie Reservoir Dogs. I read the script. We can only have five seconds for each clip because sound clo- sa- the soundboard only allows for that, unfortunately. It's someone who did a fucking film with Quentin. And I, I never met the guy before, and I never saw the movie Reservoir Dogs. I read the script. I know Sam, that Sam, come on, bruv. This is... <laughs> can I steal the question if you don't get it right? Like, If if he doesn't get it right, then you, I'll say you can get... You can cho- you can, exactly. um, and vice versa. For Sam yeah, as well, versa. if I don't get one. Okay, one more time. And I, I never met the guy before, and I never saw the movie Reservoir Dogs. I read the script. Wow. It is the way so says dog, easy. Yeah, yeah, the no, way no, no, says no, dog no. might be a giveaway. Yeah, it's such an if if you don't get well, you I don't think you will get it, but is it, you're going to kick yourself. Is it? Um, oh, it's not. Um, oh, it's not fucking. You know, because he's in. Um, he's in Reservoir Dogs. Fucking. I don't. I actually don't know. I'm going to say Bruce Willis. It is not Bruce Willis. Mork? Is it Danny DeVito? It is Fuck. Danny DeVito. Of course, it's Danny DeVito. Yeah, Reservoir Dogs. What? 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 Um. What? What? Quentin Tarantino film is Danny DeVito in? I basically I got these clips from like this website that just has all these clips for like pub quizzes. So, so they're just kind Imagine of random it's just interview like a things. Clip of him in an interview or something. Yeah. Yeah, he's just talking about Quentin Tarantino, like some, like he's talking about like Pulp Fiction or something. Um, cool. So that's one point to Mork. I should probably Shit. should have been keeping. Uh, try. Yeah, it took me a minute, but as soon as I got it, I was like, "Oh my god, this is so easy." Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, okay. As soon as I picked so up one point on this to Mork. And Mork, you can make it double if you get this clip. Oh, this is such a mistake. I did not make out with him. Nobody made out with him. Jennifer Aniston. I know that. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Ding, ding, ding. 
You yeah, got it. That was easy. Jennifer Aniston. Yes, yes. Very nice. Um, obviously playing Rachel Green in that clip. Yeah. Um, Sebek. Yes. What is this? I mean, who is this, rather? If I'm doing whatever I'm doing, you know, that's my business. Fuck. Oh, that's <laughs> tough. I don't even know if I know who that is. Oh. Can you play again? If I'm doing whatever I'm doing, you know, that's my business. It sounds a bit like Joan Rivers, but I don't think it is. I think I've, uh, I've got a guess. Is your answer Joan Rivers? I'm going to say Joan Rivers. It sounds a bit... It's, it's not, not, but Joan it sounds Rivers. like... Is it... Is it Whoopi Goldberg? It is Whoopi Goldberg! Oh my wow. god, Michael! Mork with the third one! Holy shit! Holy shit! I kind of... Yeah, I don't know. Whoopi I think Goldberg. it's got an ear for, like, accents and stuff. It's the like, it's the like, whatever, like, whatever I'm doing, like whatever. It's that like, yeah. I also realized I gave uh, Sebek two very like New Yorker sorts of like that side of the <laughs> right, yeah, accents yeah. back to back, which wasn't uh, on purpose, just a complete mishap. But anyway, Mork. Did <laughs> you go four, four nil? nil. <laughs> so just for the half time you know, smashing. The, just for the integrity of this quiz, I really hope you don't get this. <laughs> But here it is. Yeah, because Seb could get all the other six? four that right. There's eight eight celebrities. Okay. Right. Okay. So yeah, if I get this right, I want to keep going till the end. I want to get eight out of eight. And we could do all of them if you want. I mean, I... Yeah, yeah. no, we should. Governor Chalkin, I thought I recognised your foul stench. Oh. I know that is, obviously. I know Seb knows. <laughs> I'm glad Seb knows. Do it again. Governor Chalkin, I thought I recognised your foul stench. It's not who Seb just said, is it? It's not Joan Rivers, is it? It is not Joan Rivers. I'm taking that as an answer just because I want this. I want okay, to get a point. <laughs> fine. It's Carrie Fisher. It's Carrie Fisher. Yeah, I'd have yeah. never got that because I don't Leia. know who she is. When you said, oh, I know who that is, I thought, oh, maybe it's the girl you've just said. But... Princess Leia. Yeah. Oh, no, I know she yeah. plays Princess Leia, but I've not really heard her voice enough. I don't know, like her voice. She's, yeah. she's, she's older there. I think that's yeah, her yeah. redoing her, yeah, her yeah, voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. Right, three one to Mork so far. Mork, damn. Can you make it four one? Ah, da 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 da, like this in the background. What is it with you? What don't you understand? <laughs> God, that By the way, is this, tough. That that that's a candid state. That's that's not a movie or like a TV series. That is candid. From this oh, guy, I know who that is. I know who that is. Oh shit! The way he says "understand" is like I I could recognize. Do it again, do it again. Ah, da 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 da, like this in the background. What is it with you? What don't you understand? This is an iconic moment if it's yeah. who I think it is. Yeah. No, it's you to answer, Seb, isn't it? No. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. Oh, yeah, it is I, me. I, I keep fucking this up. Sorry, Sebek. Sebek, it's you to answer. That's Christian Bale, isn't it? It's Christian Bale. Yes. That's right. It's when the, the guy came on, uh, yeah, like the yeah. prop guy came on. On stage or something, and then he just like fucking lost it, and there's like a forty-five second reward of him just absolutely losing it at the yeah, sky. Yeah, yeah. Didn't he like really profusely apologize for that? I think he like. I think it's yeah, really. I think he was. Yeah. He was like trying to lose weight or something for like the machinist, and he was like hadn't eaten in like weeks and just like had a complete just exploded. breakdown. Because yeah, he seems like yeah. a nice guy. I'm like, do you remember? Nah, I um, think he is. He's really nice. Yeah. Do you remember t- Tom Cruise's? like a mental outburst at the people on set during like the COVID thing. <laughs> Cause he's like, he was crazy about that one. He was demanding people wear two masks and 
like all this crazy shit and he was just going mental screaming at the um like cast and crew because they were like doing something that was against his rules or something i think they broke covid law during this filming and he just like lost his shit he's like there's people at home dying yeah and they're like yeah but we we have to make this move like yes come on dude i'm still gonna watch it it looks fucking sick right mork yeah sebek's gaining on you it's three two to you so far so you do have a one one goal lead but you can make it a two goal lead if you get this okay the onus on him is enormous the criticism of him is is at times unfair <laughs> oh my god Vinny it's the waistcoat wanker himself England's <laughs> most overrated manager in history big nose beaky owl boy Gareth Southgate <laughs> oh I should have said Harry Maguire's lover Gareth Southgate damn it <laughs> I actually didn't... When I heard that, I was like, that's Gareth Southgate. I didn't know that's what he sounded like, so I thought really? it was quite yeah. a difficult one, to be honest. No, yeah, no. I, d- I, don't know, I just never watched it. That was interviews, easy for me. Sebek, to, make, to, 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 get, to gain back on this. See, I didn't hate her because hatred is very close to love. Oh, God, I knew who that is. That's um, Ozzy Osbourne's wife. I can't remember her name. Sharon Osbourne. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. I thought that'd be a bit tricky, but no. Sharon! Okay. <laughs> God, you guys are doing really well, actually. Way better than I'd expect. After listening to The Dirt, I've got a newfound respect for Ozzy Osbourne. I fucking love that, lad. He's a legend. (laughs) (laughs) He's just so funny. That was a good reality TV show, Home of the Osbournes, or whatever it was called. There was one. Yeah, yeah, that was actually a reality TV show. You're right, yeah. Right, Mork. Seal the deal. It's 4-3 at the moment to you. So if you get this, you win. But if Sebek gets the rebound, we'll go to the tiebreaker. Shit, okay. So, Mork. Yeah. I play a raccoon, this um kind of a devil may care. He's the Cary Grant. He plays a raccoon in Over the Hedge. And the raccoon's name is RJ, and he eats a Pringle out of the sky, which is a moon, and it's Bruce Willis. You're right, it is Bruce Willis. Yes, I love Over the Hedge. Well played. Fair well play. played. Um yeah, I couldn't get the tiebreaker on. I would love. I can't really be able to send it to you guys, but it was Floyd no, Mayweather. No, we already the tiebreaker. Mork won convincingly. He's done fantastically there. Yeah, well done, Mork. It was Floyd Mayweather as the tiebreaker, who I, I again was one of those people I assumed probably you two would got, probably yeah. know very quickly, but I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Congratulations to contestant one, Rat Boy Mork, for winning the middle section. Certainly. What knows. are you doing with your prize money, Mork? Are you going to give it to rats? Yeah. We're going to give it to rat, the rat Boys. The Rat Sanctuary. And do you know what they're going to spend it on? Not saving rats. They're going to spend it on brand new van. I saw a Donkey Sanctuary van the other day. Fucking 23 plates. <laughs> but what about the Rat Sanctuary? Do you see one with the 23 plate? Nah, we, we actually do give money properly. All, all the money goes to the rats. We're all volunteers. We only give money to the rats. That's good. That's good. The rats need, need, need a lot of stuff in this these trying rat times. <laughs> yeah. They've got a lot of rat problems. <laughs> Contestant number two, Sebek. Yes. Yes, bro. Please play us out. Right. Now, the thing is, is I I was confused by Mork's intro because he was so desperate to do reality TV that I assumed he must like it. But it turns yeah. out he only likes one of it. 
Yeah. And I was a bit confused because it's so mork to hate on something like that. I was very confused that yeah. he liked it so much. But then it turned out he did hate it. And I was like, oh, reality has been restored. Everything's fine in mm. the world. Um, so I had a whole bit about how I made it clear, very clear on the group chat that I thought it was all vapid trash. Um, I don't, I like you. I don't like Love Island. Don't like Towie. Don't like Made in Chelsea. I, what, I remember once I'd been at a friend's house when I was about 14 watching a show called The Valleys where a guy went home after a night out and his girlfriend refused to have sex with him so he wanked into a pot noodle to finish himself off. That was a reality TV show? Yeah, it was called The Valleys. It was set in Wales. Um, there was also a girl on there. She wanted to be a um, she wanted to be a page three model and she was competing against another girl on the show and she told a senior producer from The Sun that her mate had burger nips and that she should employ him instead. <laughs> no, or that he should employ her instead. It was fucking mental. I also remember watching at the same guy's house an episode of Geordie Shaw where a girl went, I assume I'd be great at riding horses because I'm great at riding cocks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. You've enforced my point as to why Jersey Shore's great and those shows are not because that's just trashy whereas you would not hear a line like that or someone wanking into a pot noodle on jersey shore well look i did realize though after doing a bit of research there was reality tv that i did i have enjoyed okay big brother for instance back in the day lock a bunch of randos in a house starve them a bit see what happens good stuff mm -hmm. my parents used to go up to my mate sam's house and both of our families would sit down and watch Big Brother every every Friday night, and I vividly remember one time when a bloke with Tourette sucked off an anorexic girl's tit in a swimming pool. It was Pete. great. Pete and he, what's that girl's called? I remember. And but I didn't pick that. Um, nor did I pick Keeping Up with the Kardashians, which I don't enjoy as a show, but you have to respect its iconography. Its iconography and its its everlasting impact you know it launched mm. a multi-billion dollar dynasty and rocketed the kardashians from a bunch of up on like almost bankrupt socialites to literally being the unofficial american royal family like is that a good thing though it's not a good thing but you have to respect its impact yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying good or bad i'm just saying you know it's pretty pretty big they are some of the most well-known people on the planet. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. Like, like that's Kardashian insane. That's ridiculous. The other just one. from a reality TV show. You And also when everyone's like, oh, you know, she's just famous for doing a sex tape on reality TV. You try sucking off a B-list rapper and getting a reality TV show and then give yourself 10 years and be worth a billion dollars. Was he an American football player? No, Ray J. He was a rapper. Oh. See, I don't know. Anyway, but like, you try <laughs> sucking off Ray J... And getting a, mm. a a bad reality mm. TV show and making a billion dollar empire, you try doing that. It, you, it's really that that's impressive. But anyway, look, I prefer shows that have a bit more of like a question. You know, they're trying to find something out. Like, mm. what if we put a bunch of people on a deserted island with barely any resources and we just sort of watched, like they did with that Bear Grylls show? Or oh, what yeah. if you got a bunch of random people and put them through a simplified version of the SAS training course while a bunch of other blokes with PTSD shouted at them? Mm. Great, great telly. But I didn't pick any of that because I didn't think any of the causes were noble enough. And then I remembered River Monsters with Jeremy Wade. And I, can I just remind you 
that the reason they had to stop Rivermonsters with Jeremy with Jeremy Wade is because he ran out of river monsters to catch. <laughs> the real river monster was fucking Jeremy Wade all along. He's an Have animal. Have you picked river they, monsters? <laughs> I haven't picked river monsters, but just let that sink in. He caught every river monster. They ran out of river monsters. That's insane. That's ridiculous. What does that... How? Anyway. You can't say no. river monsters. I wanted to pick a uh, uh, a show that had a really noble cause that picked that picked a question that has bothered people since time began and tried to answer it. And then I remembered a show that did just that, that answered a question that had never been answered before. And Vinny, I'm going to ask you the question first. Okay. Vinny, mm-hmm. what makes you hard? <laughs> for fuck's sakes is that why you posted that thing like the other day <laughs> so because what I've chosen tells you what makes you hard and that's exactly what it tried to find out now in 2004 a few brave souls from a production company called Zeal Television had the pure goal to answer the question on everyone's lips who is Britain's hardest an underworld competition in which six men cancel each other out until only one remains. The last man standing goes through to the final and gets a shot at the title, as well as taking home 10 grand in cash. 54 hard men over 10 shows, but only one can be Britain's hardest. Now, <laughs> is this a reality show? Yes. Yeah, they're, they're not actors. If, as long it's as they're not actors. Surely. Surely it's like a. Surely no, it's, it's like a. No, no, you're reality. thinking of the wrong show. That's reality show. You're thinking, yeah. Also, you're thinking of Danny Dyer's Hardest Men. That's not what this is. Right. This okay. Is a totally okay. Different okay. Show. Sorry. Oh, I thought it was the same thing. No, 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 no. Okay. So this is a show. There's only 20 minutes of this show available to the public on YouTube. The rest of it has just been lost to the sounds of time. Did we watch that together? Yes, Ed yeah. showed it to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, now you're getting it. So, basically. Look, they're like, who's the artist? And over over 10 episodes of this show, they aim to find out. So they get 10 episodes and they get 54 of Britain's artists, most Brexit fucking geezers, and they put them for a series of challenges, a series of challenges until only one of them remains. And he alone would take home the crown of being Britain's artist. Crown. As well as walking home with 10 grand in cold, hard cash. Now, it's a big task, Mm. and it needed every aspect to reflect the dignity and sincerity of what they were trying to achieve. First and foremost, the location. What is the hardest location in Britain? It's a warehouse in an abandoned trading estate, obviously. (laughs) There's broken windows, there's glass, the risk of tetanus is high, okay? You've got to be hard to survive in a place like that. (laughs) Next. Can I just say, can I just say, first of all, right, Britain's hardest man, right? If this show, you could even watch it, this would be the show where I'd watch it with my dad and every single bloke that comes on, my dad would be like, oh, fucking do it, mate. Every yeah, single he one. He wouldn't, because he if, he, if he was hard, he'd be on the show. That's what I mean, but he, he would, every single one, if he converts it, he, he would say everyone and go, oh, fucking do him. <laughs> I mean, not ex- he doesn't have like a Cockney accent, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would be like, he's sipping on his beer and be like, yeah, I'd do him. <laughs> yeah sure mate anyway look sure, so we've sure, got the but... location we've got the location and it's hardcore right? it's hardcore presenters who could take on the task of leading this unbelievable concept not Danny right? Dyer 
Who are the hardest men on TV? Well, as a referee and the guy on the ground running the action, they had Cage Rage World, Cage Rage World Heavyweight Champion, the first ever British fighter in the UFC, and the first person ever to defeat the unbelievable Frank Mir in the octagon, a bloke called Ian Freeman. Now, obviously, he's pretty hard. He's verifiably hard. Mm. But they need a bloke to do the narration, to do the bits to camera that they obviously filmed afterwards. And who is the only bloke harder than an MMA world champion? That's right. It's Steve McFadden, a.k.a. Phil Mitchell. (laughs) Who looks like Mork's there. (laughs) Right. Now... Didn't Steve Steve McFadden do... um... Panto recently isn't he a panto? I don't know, but he's I a panto know, boy. Fuck, well, he does panto. Yeah, he didn't do panto at this point, right? He was hard, and do you know how they made sure you was. knew he was hard? Why? How? Do you know? Do you know how they knew he was hard? Right? Because of what he's wearing. That's right. It's the scariest and hardest of all items of clothing: a black denim jacket. <laughs> oh, scary! He's got his hands in it. He doesn't take his hands. He doesn't take his hands out of his pockets for the entire show. <laughs> That's mm. hard, mate. You don't know why he's now, fucking holding. <laughs> they've got a location. They've got he's the presenters. They've got the jacket. But how on earth are they going to sort 54 blokes down to one hardest and most nutterest legend? Well, over nine episodes, they take six nutters and pit them through a series of challenges. At the end of that, one would remain and he would go through to the grand final. Now, in the final, the biggest of all the nutters from the previous challenges would compete in a bunch more challenges until only two of them remained. And then at the end of that, well, we'll come to what happened at the end of that, mate. <laughs> but first, they just fight these the challenges. Death. For first, these challenges, right? How can you possibly come up with anything hard enough for these fucking machines? Well, challenge one. This is the first challenge they do. You get them to drag a big chain across the floor. Mm. Whoever does it fastest wins. Whoever does it slowest, you're out. Right? Challenge two. You see how quickly they can smash their way through a big row of doors one after the other. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Whoever's fastest wins. Whoever's slowest, you're out. Also, do you know how they start all of these challenges? Do you know what the starting bell is? Mm. A bloke in a tight black T-shirt smashes a glass bottle on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know, right? Challenge three. You get one of those bars that goes over the entrances to like um, car parks to stop big vans going in. Yeah. And you lower it so it's just a little bit too low for an ordinary car to get through, right? And then you give the bloke a sledgehammer and he has to deck the car down until he can squeeze it <laughs> under the thing, right? Mm. And again, fastest person to do that wins slowest, you're a loser, right? Challenge four, you put a car on the back of a recovery lorry, one of them ones with a tipper on it, right? And you get a bloke to stand behind the car. It's not, it's not strapped down. And you slowly raise the tipper until the car starts to roll into him and he has to try and keep the car on the back of the recovery lorry for as long as he can whilst the tipper gets higher and higher until he has to jump out of the way or get run over, right? Right. That's fucking hard, mate. (laughs) Challenge fucking five, right? You get two blokes face to face. They're sat on a chair. You put a fish tank on their head and you fill the fish tank slowly with water and see who bitches out first and pulls the quick release to let all the water out, right? And bear in mind, they are literally drowning. 
Like they are, they cannot <laughs> breathe. The water's over their faces and they're just staring at each other until one of them pulls the fucking cord. And let me tell you, one of them looked like he nearly fucking died. It was fucking <laughs> mental, right? And then, so you've done all that. Mm. And, and it, you've done, that's one show, right? And then at the end of that show, you've got two blokes left. Right. To see who goes through to the grand final... You put them on a big concrete plinth that's above a load of soft matting on the floor and some foam. You give them some MMA gloves and they just kick the shit out of each other until <laughs> one of them falls off the big plinth. Nice. That's it, right? Now you got to the end of the show. By 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 then it's about a 10, 12 foot drop. It looks like it's proper painful. It's not just like yeah. they don't, it's like a long way down, right? Now, obviously, you've done that. Winner goes through to the grand final. How do they do the grand final? hell they just do it all again so you get the nine winners they do the chairs they do the cars they fucking get the tip of lorry on them and basically <laughs> at the very end of that you've got two guys left yeah. and then those two guys stick them on the plinth kick the shit out of each other best of three who's winning well who won who um well it was a bloke called Leighton. He was an amateur boxer and an account manager from Wales. Oh, and yeah. he was crowned Britain's hardest. He, he was the dude who brought his, uh, his, the, the, his coach with him. And it's like some old dude yeah, who's just like there, like, he go his, get him. Yes. Chase the chicken. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah, he does. He brings his old, this eight, he's like 70. <laughs> yeah. And he just shouts him the old time. <laughs> yeah. He'll be like doing the chain, like, pull the fucking chain. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> and, he, and he wins. The old guy wins it, you know, gets him through. Now, um... The show ended with this. It's just a very poetic and powerful line mm. from Steve McFadden. I just want to say it in its glory here. He goes, so this is it. The end of the road. It's been long and it's been hard. And then you genuinely see him go. <laughs> and then he pulls himself back together and he goes, but not as hard as our winner who takes away with it, who takes away with him a big bundle of money. But more importantly, Leighton Morgan stakes his claim to be called Britain's hardest. Fucking roll to credits. And for some reason, they get away with throughout the whole show playing that song from The Matrix, which goes dang, 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 dang. And I don't know how they got the rights to that, but that's just like, so it'll go like Britain's hardest. Dang, 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 dang. And it's just mugs running around the fucking warehouse and like wife beaters. I want to um, take you know. on a roller coaster. Is that the song? No, that's not the song. It's like... When the song from when they breach the... um, They go through the security. Neo and... um, What's his name? What's her name? The only song I know from that anyway, movie, those movies, is Club to Death. And is that even in it? It's not that song. So, yeah, questions. Is that, was that, I've got some time. Is that your whole thing? That's the end. That's my pitch. But I'll open the... Like a good pitch, I've left some time for questions. So come at me. I'll answer what, what? you need to know. Do you not you think a it's a bit... It's not very creative that they did the same challenge again. You've just done that challenge. You proved you're hard doing that challenge. Why can't they think of more than six well, no, challenges? You, yeah, but that, that's like saying, no, 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 no. Because they were the best of those lot, but then they have to sort them out again. That's like saying, if Usain Bolt runs 100 metres once... 
He's still got to run it again. He's still got to compete yeah, again to show that he's hard for the new. It's not one. a scientific test to determine who's the hardest. It's a fun. It's a good <laughs> show. Like imagine if Ninja Warrior they just did well, the no, same course. Like, no, 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 no. Imagine if is, Ninja Warrior they did is, the no, same no, course no, again no, and again no, and again and again. No, because this is what the thing about fucking. It's not supposed to be entertaining. It's supposed to get to the point of the question. Do you know how many series of this they did? One. One. One, because they answered the question. Who's Britain's artist? <laughs> it's Leighton Morgan from <laughs> Wales. Move on. Right. Case question closed. number two. How the hell can yes. this be called The Goat if you can't even watch the programme because it's been deleted from history? Because because it did what it said on the tin, Morg. Who knows? Was, How, have you seen all of it? Brent, yeah, I've, I, there used to be more episodes of on mm, YouTube. I remember you, watching uh, them. They're uh, not there yeah, anymore. I, uh, uh, <laughs> you could watch 20 minutes of this show. They only had one season. They got canned anyway with fucking No, they didn't get Phil canned. Mitchell. They they solved the question. Why don't they do it every like, five oh, years then? No, no, Why no, haven't no, they done it no, recently? No, no, like, no, like no, it ain't no, the hardest no, no more. No. Well, no, yeah, maybe now they need to do another one. Well, they haven't because they realise like, it's shit. If you're like, if you're like, if you're like, can we go to the moon, right? Mm. And you go to the moon and you come back and you don't go to the moon again. You haven't canned it. You've just gone. You've succeeded. You've achieved. They achieved the the desired need. They achieved the question. They achieved the solution to the question, which was who is Britain's hardest? It's Leighton Morgan. Done. You don't need more than that. You don't even, to be honest with you, you don't even need to watch it. You just need to know that that problem. If I don't even need to watch it, how can it be the best reality TV show ever? If I don't need to watch it, and all they did, all the whole purpose is just answer the question. Well, questions answered. Don't need to watch that. Just get the answer. Well, because it's fantastic. You should watch it. I'm just saying you don't need. You said to. it wasn't you entertaining. Really you said it was scientific for it's who's Britain's artist. Mock, mock, mock. You need to the, the the one and only episode, which is like the last episode. Uh, of the show that's on YouTube, you need to watch it as f- as quick as you can. It is so fucking funny. <laughs> listen, I, listen, I am gonna. Obviously, obviously, it does sound good, and I am gonna watch it. But it can't be the goat for these reasons that um. <laughs> no, it is the goat. It's so funny. It's the best reality TV I've ever watched. It is. It's funny. It's entertaining, and it's like it's so. It's so hyper masculine and so takes itself so seriously that it is so incredibly funny. And also, it's so absurdly dangerous. Like, they do genuinely tip a tipper truck on a man. Like, it just keeps tipping, and then he has to run out the way, and the car, like, bumps him on the way past. And then Steve McFadden's voice is like, He should have jumped out of the way quicker. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. It's only for like it's it's just yeah. nonsense. What about the catchphrases though, and the cultural impact and the longevity the versus Jersey Shore? There is a catchphrase. Let me find it for you. Oh, you got to um, find it. You don't know it off by heart. Well, no, it's not like it oh wrong. yeah, wake up yeah, caps here, t-shirt time, GTO. Oh yeah, right. No, the the catchphrase was this: fifty-four, fifty-four odd men over ten shows, but only one can be Britain's artist. <laughs> that's not a catchphrase <laughs> that's a tagline <laughs> you're missing out you're missing out on watching Steve McFadden imagine quoting that imagine being with the boys and just quoting that something funny goes down and you go <gasps> 54, 54 men, men. <laughs> challenges only one could be Britain's artist and everyone's like oh mate great reference but if you go oh yeah everyone's like oh yeah right just saying oh yeah isn't a catchphrase also oh yeah wake up you're yeah. Miss- <laughs> That's awful. Like you used to. Oh yeah, podcast. Yeah, 
I feel like I'm losing brain cells. But you, the, you've also missed out on watching Steve McFadden walk around an abandoned warehouse with his hands in his pockets, walking over crunchy glass, telling you, don't do anything you see in this show. Because not only are these, he, he says this, he says, not only are these tasks hard, but they're also dangerous. So leave it for the proper hard men. <laughs> Listen, it sounds you good. I'm gonna that. watch it. If, if if fucking Danny DeVito, Danny D, or Danny P, or Paulie D, or whatever his name is, went on Britain's Danny Hardest, DeVito. he would get fucked, mate. He can't keep up with fucking Leighton Morgan. Paulie D might, but have guy... you seen Ronnie? I don't care. Ronnie would be fucked. He's fucking he massive, mate. He hasn't got the mate. stamina. There's another challenge which I completely forgot about, where they've just got to hang from their fucking fingers for as long as they can. How yeah, could... Mike could do that. He used to be, he used to like own a gym. He's like a fitness instructor. He's a fucking unit. I don't care, mate. mate. They wouldn't. I, I, I honestly, fucking Mike got his head busting by one wall. <laughs> fucking right, girls, watch how hard he head busts the wall. I don't he know how he didn't die. Right, he still right, didn't you go two, through it. You, you two need to Whereas shut Layton, the fuck up. <laughs> I'm bored of this. He fucking elbows his way through ten doors. Right. So, Sevak, at the start of your thing, when you said, like, answering a question, you triggered in the back of my memory, I remember watching this, like, reality TV show that was like a two-parter, I think it was like two episodes they did, and it was basically, the pitch of it was, uh, fucking what's it called, uh, it's Lord of the Flies, but in real life, and also the boys and the girls are are in separate houses. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, they're like kids yeah. as well, aren't they? Like fourteen. They're or something. all they're Sophie, all kids. Sophie, who I work with, brought up this exact show today. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, because when I said I'm doing the goat um, reality TV show, she was like, "Oh, you should do that Lord of the Flies one," but I'd never watched it. Oh, it's on YouTube. You should like it's 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 really interesting, and like the main takeaway from it is that the boys, like, very quickly ran into a lot of tribalism and, like, bullying yeah, and horrible things. Yeah, smashing the shit out, yeah. Whereas the girls were extremely organised and so much nicer to one another, but then one of them had a mental breakdown and wouldn't leave the bathroom. <laughs> it's everything, it's all the stereotypes, it's, it's everything you would expect to happen did actually happen. Yeah, and there's this one boy who's like got like he's riddled with undiagnosed ADHD, and he's just fucking like sprinting around the house constantly. All the <laughs> other kids hate him because he's just like got too much ADHD. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Cool. Yeah. No, I really enjoyed that subject. That's a very great pick. I remember watching that. I think I remember being very hungover and just finding it's incredible to watch. Like this. It's like an amazing show. 40 minutes of just like, odd oh, men fucking eating glass in a warehouse while it's all dark <laughs> and it's fucking a bit raining outside. Proper hard stuff, you know. <laughs> it's just so funny. Every minute of it was just so incredibly, like, unintentionally hilarious. <laughs> you know that meme that's like, day in the life of a true Brexit geezer? It's like if you made that into a 40-minute, 10-episode TV yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so fucking funny. Fucking wake up, pull some chains about Drown with my mates. Smash a car. So, okay, so I have to pick between that and Jersey Shore. And I'm not going to lie, I did make up my mind quite a long time ago. <laughs> so this one's not too difficult for me. And I will say, I, I did love, I love both picks. I think both picks are fantastic. I think they're both funny, both great picks. Um, but I, 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 I think... Like, as much... The thing is, right, Seb, <laughs> as much as I love Britain's Hardest Men, I've... 
No. Only one episode seems to exist, and it like only ran for one season. <sighs> and like, I would love it but if it doesn't um, need another season. I would love it if uh, Milton Keynes, whatever his name is, if he dies at some point, they'd like do like another series to be like, okay, well, he's Lady dead. Morgan, we need to find the yeah. new artist man. <laughs> but yeah, so. I, again, as much as I absolutely love Britain's Hardest Man, like I, I really wish they carried it on. I really, really wish they made more seasons. I think it was just such an incredibly unintentionally hilarious idea. It's fantastic. It's some of the best television ever made. Um, but that does leave me to crown what I think is probably one of the most like, what's the word? Um, influential. Mm. Um reality tv shows out there and despite i, I like i've i've never watched a full episode but like from what oh, you've for God's shown sake. me um i've seen one episode of britain's artist man like <laughs> i haven't really watched either yeah, exactly that's one more episode than you've seen of that <laughs> shit well do you know what Vinny? you're not wrong it is very influential they actually teach about jersey shore in university as an influ- one of the most influential shows of all time is it one of the most influential shows of all time well, I don't know. They, te- they talk the about it university. Sopranos and like the Simpsons. But I just want to say, I just want to say, Sopranos. Seb, you're not invited to GTL, mate. It's only me and Vinny because you're a sore loser. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Jersey Shore. Fucking... Yeah. GTL. Yeah. T-shirt time. Yeah. Captain. I'm very glad that your mic cut out. Look, mate. Yeah. It'd just be me and fucking Leighton Morgan wanking each other off. It's all bottom noodles. I'm happy with that. I'm so buzzing there, Jersey Shore one. I've wanted to as soon as tr- as soon as Jersey Shore got triggered in my brain the other day, I was like, I have to talk all about like how much I love this show. It's so fucking good. It just is genuinely really entertaining. Go and watch some of it. You will if you don't take it seriously, you will find it genuinely entertaining. I can't the trouble is I can't pretend I'm not disappointed because I just think Britain's artist is it's just <laughs> so hard. It doesn't have the cultural impact of Jersey Shore, does it? Think how big Jersey Shore hey, is. I don't care. He fucking headbutted his way through a wall. It's insane. Anyway, I think we should wrap this up. So, at the end of it all, I think we can all safely say Jersey Shore is the greatest TV show ever made. Yeah. Thank you very much yes. for our contest- contestants for keeping Re- Re- it up. Hang on, reality TV show. Let's not box ourselves in. There's a lot more episodes to be made out of this genre. <laughs> yeah, oh, Best yeah, TV yeah. show ever is Jersey Shore. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, if you like this episode, send us a cheeky five star on your podcast listening platform of choice. Give us a little follow on Instagram, maybe. Uh, and fucking next time, we'll see you for. Uh, some episodes. Well, we'll think about it in the future because by the we'll say something and we'll have to and Mark will have to edit this out yeah. because we'll choose something else. This happens all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just not. Just see you next time for whatever episode comes out next time. So, yeah. um, without further ado, see you soon. I love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Oh yeah, Jersey Shore. Go yeah. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs>it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.